this episode of the podcast is brought to you by peeing in your bed and then knocking on your parents' door to let them know. And then your father responding with, damn it, son, you're 45. (laughs) You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast that can't get a good night's sleep because their damn radio keeps turning on in the middle of the night. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing The Night House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a very funny kind of thing that I'm like convinced there's like something going on with this. I think this movie actually might be haunted, at least like, to me. <laughs> really? Because... Did a radio turn on no, when no, you were no, watching no, no. it? So I... It's pretty funny. So I was um going through... I, I was taking... um athletic greens i think is what it was called mm-hmm. it's like this like you talked about that before thing that that um that you take it's got like a bunch of vitamins and minerals and blah blah, blah and it fucked up my stomach like mm-hmm. for days and days and days so Je- so jess and i go to see this movie in the theaters we're the only ones in the theater mm-hmm. and i'm just having like the worst stomach problems ever i mean to the point where I actually had to get up twice in the middle of the movie and just have explosive diarrhea in the movie theater bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So I missed uh, like a couple portions Mm -hmm. of the film. Uh, And then when we went to rewatch this uh, for the podcast, my stomach was fucked up again when I watched the movie. (laughs) And I'm like, there's something going on with this movie. I'm convinced Mm -hmm. that it just fucks up my uh, my stomach every time we watch it. It's literally just you where it's like you have a stomach ache for it. Um, okay, so this movie is uh, came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, called Very the, recent. Called The Night House, uh, directed by David Bruckner, who actually made um, the, the Ritual. Ritual. Yeah, uh, he was also in. He also was like one of the directors of that VHS like yes. thing that happened. I don't know which one he did because I like I always do this thing where it's like a director that I'm not too too sure about. Like yeah. I look up like his filmography yeah and when i saw the ritual i was like oh fuck yeah and then when i saw the first vhs i was like oh fuck oh, yeah fuck yeah because <laughs> yeah. every single story in yeah. the first one is really good so uh, he has um hell hellraiser a remake yeah coming, which i will say mm-hmm. i think that of like out of all of the slasher horror classic movies i do feel like hellraiser does out of all of them probably deserves a remake the most out of like a Michael Myers like or a Freddy Krueger. He's a very underrated character. Pinhead, yeah. So which, like, we, which we've discussed. Yeah. And I just feel like, truthfully, like the first Hellraiser isn't really that good. Like the first two are really good. And then, I don't think the first one is that good. I think, I think they, I think they focus on like the marriage of the husband and wife that I just, I don't know. I was very, I was like, whatever, I don't care about this. <laughs> just more creepy he, skeleton man yeah, coming like, through me, the ground. Give me that. Mm-hmm. But like the ending is great. Like mm-hmm. one, once we get to the ending and, oh, all, yeah. and all the people come out and they're all like soup, like they're, all so cool looking Mm -hmm. um i think that if with with him at the helm of it it could be a very very like well deserving and um unique take on hellraiser Mm -hmm. uh so he wrote uh, he did not write it um it was written by a guy named ben collins and luke some something i don't know how to pronounce his name (laughs) just luke luke not even gonna try um but he directed the shit out of this movie Mm -hmm. uh and it's about a woman who's she's a recent widow. Her husband recently killed himself, and it's basically a movie about her grieving. And then some things start going bump in the night, mm-hmm. and it's is it is it her husband or is it something else? 
Uh, and that's essentially what the plot of the film is. And you have uh, Rebecca Hall who plays Beth. And yes. Truthfully, she's pretty much like the, the main yeah, staple like, of the movie. She yeah. is absolutely like the main character. Um, you have Sarah Goldberg who plays her like her. I guess it's like her best friend Chloe. Claire. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. You have Von, you have Vondi Curtis Hall who plays Mel, and he's kind of like her neighbor, and he's kind of got a little bit of a backstory to mm-hmm. him, which I actually really appreciate. Yeah, their kind of relationship with one another. Um, then you have Evan. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I'm not going to try again. Yeah. <laughs> but he plays Owen. He's the uh, the husband of of uh, uh, Beth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the most part, that's really it. You have this girl named Stacy Martin who plays Madeline, who's kind of like the love interest, the ex-love interest yeah. that happens in the film. The something. Yeah. Uh, and generally, that's pretty much it. Um, and I have to say that rewatching this movie, I liked it a lot more. I liked it a lot the first time, and mm-hmm. I liked it even more the second time to the point where I was like, this might go down as like a classic, like, really? in my opinion. I don't, I don't know if it... Because it's technically a horror film, but it's not. It's definitely not a horror movie, at least not in the traditional sense. But yeah. it's very, it has a very unique. I think this movie kind of sits in a really unique place where it's a horror mystery, and I like that. It's it is like, a horror mystery, like David Bruckner doing this and Ritual. Like he comes up with very interesting ideas for oh, yeah. things. And obviously, well, he didn't write the movie, and no, it's but not, but like he fucking directed the shit out of this movie. I mean, mm. the shots in this film are just so beautiful. Yeah, and I was and I was looking to try to find the budget of this movie. I'm like, how much? <laughs> how much did this this movie like cost? To make? And it was only ten bucks. I mean, in in like financial like movie terms, essentially, mm-hmm. the old, I could only find one article that talk, uh, that spoke about it, and it looked like they only made this movie for for fifty thousand dollars. Oh, which wow. is absolutely that's insane. nothing. Yeah, it's essentially like nothing. Mm-hmm. Made about fifteen million, which is crazy. Fucking, super good. Yeah, um, filmed in Syracuse, New York, so mm. that's like not terribly far away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, I always appreciate when movies are like filmed in like the the upstate New York area, not because like, we New live York there, City, because mm-hmm. it's just cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, be like, oh wow, like a Utica sign. Like yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> it's like there's other places than New York City for yeah, New York. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I was but I was very very impressed with David Bruckner's. Um, kind of ability and camera work in this movie if if that budget is true if that's a fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollar budget the cinematography the lighting the editing the practical effects that you do get a little bit of yeah um everything is just so beautifully like lit all the scenes are incredible the camera work he's so he's kind of like on that level of like ari aster with hereditary mm-hmm. where everything is so precise yeah and the you do camera feel move, that. And the camera movement is so fluid there was like no camera shake he loves to have his static shots mm-hmm. his any any really just loves just the like the house itself is so beautiful yeah and he really takes his time in making that house kind of feel like a character mm-hmm. and and really kind of taking the time and just showing the beauty of the home which I thought was kind of a unique thing for um a director to just be like, hey, let's just like showcase the wallpaper, yeah, the lights, the the chimes on the outside, the way that the moonlight hits the light at, at you know uh, the house at this specific time at the you know it's just really really unique stuff that I think that he just I think he directed the shit out of this movie. Well, yeah, and that's the thing too is like I I noticed like right off the bat too where it's kind of like a similar situation to like The Shining where it's like you got a lot of shots that like showed you the entire layout of the house. Right. And something that I always appreciate too is like when you have kind of like a foundation story in movies like very much like this where you have 
it, it's a widow. Like, the story is about a widow. And the way that he conveys it, like, right off the bat, first five minutes, no dialogue. You just get, like, pictures and, like, lonely house and, like, you get, like... Just the, the classic. Exactly. I have a car. I have a, a casserole. Like yes. somebody gave and me then a just casserole. Just throws it in yeah, the trash. Like that's a classic. Thing. It's very cool. Like it. It's something where it's like you know they didn't show you that in the trailer, and you really didn't get like a full sense of like what the story was about. But I like situations like this where you get like a two minute opening, no dialogue. It tells you exactly like what your setting is going to yeah, be. Yeah. Like you don't. You don't even know exactly. Like you kind of put the pieces together that her husband killed herself. Mm-hmm. Killed himself but you don't know exactly and and you don't know how he did it or anything yeah. like that but i mean you can just feel like rebecca hall's character beth just like going through something and that's the other thing too is like i think rebecca hall does a fantastic She's job incredible in this so, movie I really like, too, because it's, like, this and the gift that we've seen her in, where she does this thing of playing, like, the wife detective really, really well. (laughs) Like, she's like, I'm grieving, but I'm going to get to the bottom of this shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, she's really good at it, and it's, it's something where it's, like, it felt real. Like, it felt like something where you have a character that is not a cop, is not a detective, but can go out and, like, find out these this information, like just as is yeah and it doesn't feel fake no i I feel her grief throughout the film exactly and like the whole idea of her trying to figure out what's going on in this movie doesn't feel like i don't know you know how like sometimes you can get a character that you know it's just not written as well Mm -hmm. so something happens to a character and it kind of forces them to to start like an investigation and it's just like okay i guess i guess now we're investigating but this one feels so natural where she's simply just trying to get to the bottom of something because her husband kind of out of the blue just shot himself in the head so naturally that would make you be like what happened yeah like why did he do this like right and and that whole bar scene which I really liked where it's like her kind of like half and half going off the deep end talking about it where yeah. it's like, you know, I was the one that had mental issues, like not him. Right. Like maybe I drove him insane. Right. And it's like when now there's an there's a f- actual factual reason as to why she wants to get to the bottom of this. Right. And I mean, that's that's one of the biggest praises. Is it's kind of got this like. Hitchcockian like yes. mystery thing mm-hmm. going on that he does so well and that I think Bruckner really kind of ran with, you know? Yeah. It's it's just so well executed. I also like too, like there are slight things of like a kind of situation where you think like Beth is going insane where it's like when she goes back to work and like she's looking up like prices of houses because it's like, oh, she might want to sell because right. she doesn't want to be in the house anymore. And then the mom comes in, and then she looks back down, and no, it's just, like, guns there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, she's kind of going insane because she knows that her husband killed herself with a gun that she didn't even know that we had in the house. Yeah. So it's like, it was it was a small little thing where it's like, okay, maybe you can even go, like, that route of, like, her going insane. Well, right, because that's the thing. I mean, I, I wanted to ask you this question at the end, and I think we will. It's just like, is it real or is it fake? And we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Something else that really surprised me about this movie that I usually typically dislike in a film, mm-hmm. but I think it worked for this movie because of the is it real or is it fake kind of thing are the dream sequences. Yeah. I tend to dislike dream sequences in film where a character or something happens and then... Because it's so obvious. Right. And then they wake up and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, that was all bullshit. Yeah. 
But this one, you don't know if it was bullshit or not mm-hmm. because things are really happening, right? Like, like a great, a great, great, great example is um, the cell phone that she's yeah. having, mm-hmm. the, the conversation that where Owen calls her mm-hmm. and he's texting her, and she's having this like, you know, he's like come outside or he's like look out the window and, he, and then he and then she sees him, yeah, and then she wakes up. Or even even better is when she does find the second house out in the woods and then walks through the door and then she's looking at herself lying on the couch mm-hmm. and then she wakes up and then the door st- swung open. Yes. But that was her who swung that exactly. door open. It's just like, man, the stuff is so trippy. So yeah, like that was a thing too where it's like it could have been a really cool situation where it's like it almost felt like kind of like a Stranger Things type situation where it's like the other side or whatever it's right. called. Yeah, exactly. Where like you you can actually manipulate what's happening to you. And it almost kind of felt like at points they were going to shift it to where it's like Beth is her own ghost of the house. Right, right. Which could have been cool too. Which could have been cool too. But it's been done before. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be honest, man. I think that it's better, the ending. I think the ending of this movie, like what, what it leads to, I mm. personally think it's like... This movie goes to a very, very dark place, like darker than I was ever anticipating mm-hmm. when I first saw the movie. And I don't know if general audiences are going to appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Clearly, you dislike it because I can I can tell by your I can tell by your. <laughs> I have the, some the things to say. But it's it, fine. Yeah. But um. All right. But let's let's keep talking about the pros. Yes. I love the character development in this movie. We mm-hmm. take our time. Mm-hmm. We are existing with them. We are living with them. She is in the house. We are getting to know her. We are getting to know her relationship with her with Owen. Yep. A lot. Yeah. You get to feel their relationship. Movies, horror movies, don't fucking. Like a, a, a mainstream horror movie never cares about their characters. No, because it's always that situation of like, oh, here's 20 minutes of like who the character is. And then it's just, hey, let's kill him off because you know him enough now. Yeah. But like it, it's always refreshing, too, when you do like a horror movie that doesn't have like a, a body count or a high body count. If right. that, because, again, you can pull off things with horror that you don't need to just kill off characters for. Yeah. And like, you can see that in stuff like Midsommar and, and uh, hereditary where it's like, even that, like there is a small body count, but like you get everything leading up to it, which makes sense. Yeah. And this makes sense as to why, like there is no body count for it. Right. Something that I always, um, I I've mentioned this. I don't remember. I know I mentioned this like early in the podcast, uh, the early podcasting days, was the idea and the concept of like watching a story that is truly like unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie is a really, really good example of that where like you really don't know what, like where we're going and, yeah. and you are really learning things as, as the story goes further. And, and there isn't like a, Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. Next. Because that always bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is just a prime example of, of really good writing for, Hey, this is a story that is truly going to unfold. And the audience is going to have to pay attention mm-hmm. to understand what's going on. Exactly. And like, even stuff with like Owen's story, like really compelling. Cause again, I didn't know where the fuck the story was going to go. Like yeah. I'm, I'm an hour in, there's like 30 minutes left and I still don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 
And you get like that whole story where it's like, you know, he was taking pictures of all these girls that looked like Beth. Right. And like meeting all these girls that looked like Beth. And now it becomes like this whole thing of, oh, was he cheating on her with people that look just like her? And then you come to find out like, oh, maybe he was murdering these people because they looked like her. And then when you find out the actual reason why, like, just like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, Something that, that I wanted to touch on, and I think this is really smart, again, writing is the idea of Owen building the home mm-hmm. because that's so obviously like there's this movie is kind of about somebody grieving and the yeah. you know the process of grieving and them going through that and I thought that it was very very interesting to have it where there you 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 have like that one you know iPhone clip of Owen like cutting the wood yeah. while they're while they're building the home and then she kind of explains where she's like, do you guys believe in ghosts to her friends or whatever? And she's like, I feel like I can feel Owen in the house. Mm-hmm. And it makes you understand like in a reality sense, like yeah. why? Because he literally built the home. He built the foundation of the relationship. Right. And he, and he physically built the home. So of course she's still going to feel him yeah. and his presence there because exactly. he touched everything. Yeah. And even too, like, you know, Early on, before you even, like, kind of understood that, like, oh, there is a presence in the house, like, you can even see that with the first night where she's laying in bed, and it almost looks like there's an imprint of Owen on the opposite side of the bed. Yeah. And it's like, you you could, like, that's kind of like a throwaway thing. Like, you know, it could just be literally, like, how the pillow's placed, but, like, if you really look at it, it could be, like, in a sense, him there, and that's why she's feeling that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Also, man, I love that Beth is, like, not scared. No, she's a badass. Beth is, like, she doesn't run from shit in this Mm -mm. movie. She fucking, like, runs towards it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is so different. Like, well, you even got that too from like the the shitty like mom trying to like talk to her about like her son's grade, and he she immediately goes in and is like, my yeah. husband killed himself last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So I don't give a fuck about grades. You want an A? You want a B? Tell me. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like she even going up to like what's her face, like the girl that looks like her. Yeah. And like actually starting the conversation with it, it's like most most women like in the grieving process wouldn't probably go that deep into it just yet at least yeah um but i really enjoyed the fact that like she's not like a typical main female character that's like kind of scared or like recluse about everything or like trying to find somebody to help her with stuff it's like yeah she literally is doing this all on her own and trying to solve this despite everybody telling her to like just, just leave drop it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah because it's like oh it's not here to defend himself it's a really good line it's yeah. like He's he's not here to defend himself. Like why would why are you even doing this? Mm-hmm. So he can't like Owen can't even explain like why there's photos of other women that kind of sort of look like Beth exactly. in his phone or anything. And it's just like like she, I think Claire says something to the effect of like, uh, what does she say? She says something like, "I didn't think we keep secrets." Well, not that, but the whole thing of like her being Claire, the friend, kind of mm-hmm. saying something like, "You want to remember him." you know essentially like you want to remember him for what you remember him as you don't want to be like unpacking shit and then finding out things and then all of a sudden you're gonna like start hating him yeah like that's very true mm-hmm. uh but also it's like well clearly some weird shit's going on so i want to find out why yeah uh, i really 
I don't. I, I want to hear your thoughts on the use of like the negative space. It's amazing. In the architecture. It's with so those. good. I, th- I thought it's so cool. Like, like yeah. There's like a point here and there where it's like the shadow figure kind of looks like a little silly. Like it's a little CGI. Yeah. But my God, like the way that you use that space and the way that you can kind of like, because it happens like all the time. Like you'll be looking at something from like a specific angle and you're right. like, Oh, something's there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it was just so well done and like so new to me. Cause like, I never see anything that does that where you use like a pillar and the door frame <laughs> to make, <laughs> to make a, a silhouette or, yeah. of a face. Yeah. And then as soon as she moves away, like, especially too, like when we get into the shit of it and she comes over to like, Owen, like literally petting her head. And then it, goes to her like sitting there and she looks up and it it looks like the face but it's literally just staircases right it was the coolest shot in the movie to me yeah, yeah like i was just like wow like that was really well done and you can see where that's where the money went into for it yeah because most of it like is literally like you can just be like oh he has the camera and it's just stationary shots of like everything going on yeah but that's where the money went in <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, man. So I don't know. I, I really, I really love this film a lot. Uh, there's, I mean, the the unpacking of Owen because, you, you know, you're kind of the whole movie. You're kind of being led to believe that Owen is not who we thought he was, mm-hmm. and that he's kind of a bad person. He's he's either having an affair because you have um, you have a uh, Mel who says, you know, like, hey, yeah, I saw him out mm-hmm. on a trail with this woman, and. You know, you know, uh, he, he basically told me that he had some urges or things that he like that he that he needed to like try to suppress and that he's like trying to work through. And then he never saw another woman there again. Yeah. Um. So it's like, OK, he's Owen's cheating on Beth. Right. Mm-hmm. Like scumbag now. Right. Yeah. And then we get to the point where she a she starts finding the mirror house, mm-hmm. which is a really cool idea. Like the, it is the amount of detail, like even the fucking numbers are backwards. Yes. And like <laughs> all the girls like running and jumping over the cliff. Yeah. Really cool. That actually like, you know how like you get that kind of like that spine tingling feeling yeah. where it's like you get the shivers out of nowhere. Yeah. That was like the one shot. <laughs> and I don't know why I think it's like it literally stemmed from like get out. It's like, don't have people running at me. I don't fucking like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a fun shot but it, it works as like a horror aspect yeah. um yeah so that's like a really really cool idea and then as we start like learning about owen and what so she finds that book yeah it's like labeled like card something cardaria or it's something. like a cult thing it's very uh i, th- I looked it up mm-hmm. um like the luvier doll something like that like how it's it, it basically means like labyrinth i think is like yeah. like a maze essentially and I think that is cool because of the the like the the image that she finds on the book mm-hmm. kind of looks like a brain, mm-hmm. and that can kind of be in my head. I'm like, oh, that's a metaphor for Beth, mm-hmm. like because she's overthinking. Everything, everything is like a maze right yeah, now, like and she's twisting trying and to turning. fucking yeah, and she's mm-hmm. trying to like figure out how the hell to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, but then of course it actually has like a real meaning, which is Owen trying to confuse the grim reaper death himself mm-hmm. so i think we're gonna i think this is yeah, where we gotta start. talk about it at this point so like well, yeah so i think we're gonna part ways here because i don't know you seem to not really so i thought it was a really unique and really cool idea especially because the seed is planted that beth died mm-hmm. for like four minutes yeah and she's like there's nothing there and the whole idea of nothing having two meanings yeah i know i thought that that's really cool i really liked it a lot i liked it but like 
it's also this thing of like oh it's so on the nose like that it's almost like come on man like even like the last line in the film nothing yeah so the yeah. last line of the movie is a little like okay there's please. nothing there yeah. i know yeah, 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 wow yeah, yeah. really yeah, yeah. i i i agree with the the very final line i yes. think that it would have been better if she was just looking out in the boat and then we just saw like the figure that figure like because that, it was cool exactly i'm like that would have been a perfect shot yeah I didn't hate the like the final line to the point where it, like it like ruined it, but I do mm. think that it was unnecessary. Yeah. But I really like the idea of not being because obviously like the like in my opinion the main theme of this movie besides like the grieving and all that is like you can't cheat death. Like yeah. you just you, he's he's coming for you. It's essentially like um what are those really bad movies? The final destination. Yeah, like movies? the final destinations. Yeah. Like you you escaped it and now he's gonna come and find you. But I like the idea of making death like a physical being of sorts right Mm -hmm. and then owen like the idea of like death coming and like whispering to owen and telling him to like you have to kill her she's mine essentially like Mm -hmm. you have to bring her back to me and then his whole thing is the reason why he's meeting up with these women that look similar to Beth, and the reason why he built this house that is a mirror is he's trying to trick death yes he's trying to convince death that he actually did kill beth so he's He's building this home and living in this home and then murdering Beth and then death is like, okay, now she's mine. And eventually death like, figures out like he's, mm-hmm. he's bullshitting me. So then that's Owen, why he has to kill himself. Right. Because and like, Owen's otherwise... like, I'm going to kill myself. And then like, that'll finally do it. And clearly it didn't like, mm-hmm. you can't like, I need to have her. Yeah. So, I mean, cool I don't concept. know, man, I loved it. I cool thought it was concept. great. I, I think it, it is original. I think the reason as to why is a little weird, like, because if you're going to do a movie about that, why why not just have it where it's like death comes for her? Why does it have to be where it's like he takes over Owen? But he doesn't everything. take over Owen. Well, he doesn't. He whispers in the ear and kind of makes him go insane in a sense. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, just thinking in a realistic standpoint as to why death would use that. Right. To go at, like... That I was, see, no, no, no. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I mean, that was more of a joke, but yeah, like death should just go straight after her. But yeah. also, maybe it's a play thing where it's like, yeah, I'm going to have some fucking fun with this now. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely... I mean, play. he had fun in Final Destination, he so did, I guess, yeah. like, you know... He, he got his kicks there. He yeah. got his kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Death. It's a cinematic universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all connected. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess I sort of understand what you're saying, like, in a logical sense, but I think, like, in the movie mm-hmm. sense, I think it works for me. I, I have no issues with it. I think that it's, like, really, really cool... And I think it's very unique. Mm-hmm. And the idea of death coming... Because for me, I guess it's like he had her and then she got away. Yeah. So now he can't just come and take her. Like, he can't he can't kill her himself. Mm-hmm. She needs to die. Oh, because he had his chance. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like how I took it. Yeah. I could be... We could just be unpacking this way too much. Well, that's but, the thing. is like, if it's not that, which I do like that idea, because I didn't even think about that at the beginning. I was just like, oh, it's like this weird demon that's like attached to her, basically. Right, yeah. Um, but the idea of Grim Reaper is cool. If it's not, and we're just going like way too deep into it, then it it's kind of a little convoluted in a sense. Where a it's little. like, why is this thing having this much power to like try and get her back to dying? Yeah. But... I do think it is a unique idea for it, though. Yeah. Um, I did have an, a, a small issue. While I think it was cool, like, the whole thing of, like, you know, the invisible thing, like, choking her out. Because, right. like, you know, it doesn't have a physical form, really, yeah. in the real world. Um, 
it it might sour some people because like this movie came out like in August of 2020 and in February just a few months prior the invisible man came out. So I I did notice and it, it kind of felt a little similar towards like the last half of the film. Yeah. And it it will sour some people who have seen yeah. both, Which I think. I, I truthfully didn't like the invisible man and, oh, really? I, and I know that I'm probably in the minority there. Mhm. I didn't really like it that much. Um, I thought that like the idea of like the invisible being was done much better in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's just preference at that point. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. The invisible man didn't like hit for me as, as I thought it was. I was very excited, especially cause I liked the director, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't work for me entirely, but I loved, I thought it was so cool when Beth was in the bathroom and she's touching it. And yeah. like you can see her fingerprints, like yes. or you can see like her fingers, like the skin on her fingers compressing because it's there. Yeah, I was worried we were gonna have a ghost sex scene though. Yeah, it's a little like bu- I was I was waiting. I was like, oh, something's here, gonna happen here. here. Goes, uh, but, <laughs> but it was cool though, like to watch like the fingers like mm-hmm. like go down her forearms, and yep. you can see the skin moving. Really cool, mm-hmm. really really cool shit. Also, like the mirror thing when she's like the mirror stuff the mirror. is like really really good. Like it almost could have been like. Again, the trailer doesn't tell you a lot from it. Yeah. Um, Because you assume from it where it's like, you know, she's kind of like mirroring this other person, like this other side. Right. Kind of in a sense of like enemy when we did that, where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal's character kind of like is mirroring two different lives. Right. But like they could have done that too. There's a bunch of different ways that like this movie could have gone. And I think that's really cool about this film. Yeah. Where it's like it keeps you guessing the entire time. Yeah. And I mean, the ending like is fucking like intense when she's yeah. when she's sitting on the boat with mm-hmm. Owen who's not really Owen mm-hmm. and telling and, her like this is the only way just shoot just, yourself yeah you just you have to do it just kill yourself like don't listen to them or whatever and then Claire and Mel come running down and they eventually like break her out of that trance mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's and intense. And that's the that's the cool thing too is like the boat's out in the sea now so it has no real attachment that it can like find itself to Beth now. Right. And I think that's a cool idea. I just still think like it's a little cliche of like the whole nothing thing where it's like, oh, there's nothing there. Oh, there's nothing that loves Beth more than nothing. <laughs> like, like there's nothing in this world that can keep me from Beth. Like stuff like that where it's yeah. like the double entendre. It's like, yeah, I've I've heard it before. Yes, this has a reason to it. I've heard it before, though. <laughs> that's, I liked it. That's the that's kind of like the only issue that I have in this. Yeah, film. there was one small thing that I that I didn't like, and I and I was actually kind of surprised with um with how kind of personal this movie is because yes, this movie looks and feels like a mainstream movie, but mm-hmm. it's not. Like I think that once we start getting into the weeds of the film, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna lose a lot of mainstream audience members, and and I think that personally they might be like this is so stupid well it feels kind of like an art house film it, but it, but it but it doesn't at the same time yeah because like the it just looks so good and so clean mm-hmm. and like everything it, it, and like the shots are just so beautiful that it it looks like a it, like the budget was much higher than it really was essentially well yeah and that's the thing is like it feels like a very hereditary a very men type situation where it's like it's an art house film with a big with, budget. With a bigger feel. budget, yeah, mm-hmm. with a big budget feel, exactly. Um, but I don't was, feel like that will like discourage people. I don't though. know. I feel like that kind of like I, I I just think that some people don't like the kind of indie art house style like filmmaking of like these deep like thematic things. Like my girlfriend's sister mm-hmm. 
if if you have and like this isn't a bad like this I wouldn't say this is a bad thing I would just say that everybody has their personal preferences she hates movies that make you like think at the end oh like, really she does not like my dad's also like that too she, yeah she doesn't like the idea of like not exactly getting like a clear-cut answer mm-hmm. or or you know like having to unpack a movie and think about it for a few hours to like fully grasp it she wants like you know, cut and dry. Yeah, here's like, the reason you know, why. Beginning, middle, and end, and like that, and that's it. And mm-hmm. like you know, the movie's done. I don't feel that way, so I do feel like some audience members might not like love this movie as much because like you have to kind of think about things for a, l- a little bit. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I didn't that I that I was a little actually surprised about, uh, and he does it a little bit more in the beginning of the movie, and then more towards the end, he tapers off of it, which I did appreciate. Was there are a handful of like, I don't want to call them jump scares, but there are things that happen in the movie and they decide to like swell up the score like mm-hmm. really, really loud when like something happens. And then, they, and then of course it drops back down mm-hmm. and that happens like maybe two or three times in the beginning of the film. And then more towards the end of the movie, like when like the scary things are happening, it's actually not, he doesn't do that. Yeah. So I, I was just a little disappointed about mm-hmm. like the the swelling of the score. I'm like, come on, like, come on, we we're, that's we're, a, a we're horror. Than this. It's a horror trope. Yeah, like it, yeah. It is the thing to get like a cheap scare out of you. But I know I I realized that too. I was yeah. like, man, like you're you're kind of leaning a little bit too much. But like he didn't do it enough to where like it took me out of the movie. Yeah, and again, this movie isn't filled with jump scares anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like it, it, the one that noticed me. Uh, the one that I noticed the most was when. You know, there's a few times where the radio gets clicked on, yeah. and then that, and then that like little folk song starts playing. There's one time where where the the music kicks on, and then on top of the music kicking on, he puts like the score really loud mm-hmm. to like make you jump. And I'm like, ah, like probably yeah. could have just used the music alone. I know. And for me, it was literally like the girls running through the yard. Right. Yeah. Like that was like the oh okay. Yeah. But, but again, too, it's like I'm not really into it because I know it's a dream sequence right so it's yeah. like i understand what yeah. this is yeah yeah um so pretty much other than that I, I i think it's a great i think it's a really really great film so i said in the beginning of this do you think it was all real i think it was or do you think she because there's so there's kind of like a there's something it, that we it's didn't a gray touch on. area for well, it because the one thing we didn't touch on was like the use of like beth is kind of like always drinking in this movie mm-hmm. oh so you she's, think like maybe the argument could be that like you know she's kind of drunk and she's, she's kind drunk of like, and she's going through like she's going just going down like this downward spiral and her mm-hmm. husband just killed herself and she's having like these crazy dreams it's mm-hmm. like it, it's a possibility you all could, i'm saying could, is i'm playing devil's advocate because i personally mm-hmm. believe that it was real I believe it was real. Like, you could even say, too, like, the opposite end is that, like, she's experiencing sleep paralysis. And that could be... Which a, they a touch reali- on. Yeah, which they talk about in the bar scene, which could be a realistic thing for it. But, no, I, I think it's all real. Like, I think, I think everything that too. happened was real for yeah, her. Yeah, me too. Because um, there's no way, like, at the end, like, that you couldn't feel that from, like, her being in the boat with the gun. Yeah. Like, and... and uh, Chloe and Mel like coming to like save her. Right. It's like obviously like something was going on. You even saw too like with the mirror when like Chloe was going into like Claire. look for Claire. <laughs> Claire? Chloe? Yeah, Claire. Claire. Yeah. Um when Claire was going in to like look for her and like saw the mirror shattered. Right. It's like it, it there there's enough evidence to showcase that like something happened. Yeah. 
but there's also a lot of evidence that says eh, it could be in her head. I feel like it's so a gray area because they don't touch on it enough. Like how I mentioned before with like the whole thing of like her looking at the houses and then like it was guns. actually guns that she was looking at. Right. They didn't plant that enough to kind of be like, oh, it's a mental state that she's going through. Yeah. Rather than like, hey, it's a, like a haunting. Right. Had they done more of that, it could have been a bigger argument. Like I could have been swayed to be like, no, it was all in her head. Yeah, yeah. But I still think this film more so theme wise is the five stages of grief. Yeah. And I think that is how it's done really, really well. Yeah. Um, Cause you literally have it where it's like, she's in denial in the beginning. Like she doesn't believe that like, you know, Owen would do anything. And then she's, depressed from out everything where she's like i can't believe like he's done this like and you see that from just her like eating the casserole that she threw out right yeah and then it turns into anger where it's like she's angry at the fact and she needs to find out the truth of everything um and then finally at the end she gets the acceptance right yeah it's a lot man yeah it's a heavy movie and again i I think it goes dark like it, it goes to like a darker place then i was like wow this is like oh he's like a serial killer oh mm-hmm. no he's killing girls to try to fake death out like yeah. and he's like convincing these women he's like kind of like showing them and like you know kind of like making them kind of fall in love with him a little bit and then he just fucking murders them mm-hmm. i was like wow this movie goes to a fucking dark place yeah. <laughs> i wish they touched on like the weird doll thing the lavora doll whatever it's oh called. well she she ends up like going into that position yeah which is cool which is a really cool shot mm-hmm. i but- love like the the uh the two moons Mm-hmm. Like the the two like mirroring yes. kind of thing. It's just yeah. There's a lot of cool shit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I I do agree though. I think the doll thing could have been maybe utilized a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like because you had that scene of like her throwing it and then it like and stands then it up, back up yeah. and it's like okay, can that be used for something? Right, like, is yeah. that going to be something? Is that going to be where it's like because it's fucking spiky? Is she going to try and like kill Owen with it? Right. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> I give it eight robots out of ten. I really like this movie a lot. Uh, I think eight is a solid score, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would give it eight, I, too. For the most part, I kind of felt, like, indifferent about it, and then, like, the last 30 minutes when you started to get, like, more of the situation, it was like, okay, you got me. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was uh, cool. I think I think it's a... Nobody really talks about the movie. It kind of... It came it, out, like, right in the thick of the pandemic, mm-hmm. so I a lot of people probably didn't see it. Um. At least, like... I don't know. I made fifty million dollars. So maybe a lot of people did see it. <laughs> I mean, fifty million dollars like grow like is not incredible, but I mean, mm-hmm. for a fifty thousand dollar budget, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what Jurassic Park has done so far in the box office. I'm sure that's fucking killing it, right? Oh, I heard it's garbage though. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. But that's I mean, okay because Jurassic Park gets a pass for me. <laughs> no matter what, every movie is great. <laughs> <laughs> every movie, I don't care what it is. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Um, so I have a recommendation. Um, something that I've I'm, I've kind of spoken about how I I like to romanticize things. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I collect vinyls and movies and I have watches that I have to hand wine. Mm-hmm. It's just like I like physical things. Like I like to hold physical things and whatever. Like a puppy. Um, and I wanted to recommend something that me and Jess have been doing um, as of late is uh, cooking together. Mm. Um learning how to like bake bread we've been like making pizza and stuff like homemade pizza it's fun making bread together making like the dough and whatever uh and just like the it's like what i'm like referring to it as is like uh it's kind of like the food equivalent to like carpentry like you're just like (laughs) like you're building something (laughs) with your hands Mm -hmm. you know essentially and like and like you're creating something um and yeah i don't know there's just something really nice about like actually like 
making a meal together. Uh, and the dishes then, are always the worst the, part. Yeah, though. dishes always suck. <laughs> uh, and actually, like making a meal together and then eating down and then eating what you just made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like similar to like a few summers ago. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna start building furniture. So like, I started making like bookshelves and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I built like a desk and I built like a big uh the thing where all my records and like my my vinyl player and everything everything yeah. like sits on. Uh, and then I use it every day. Yeah, and then you just sit down and be like, "I made, I this. made that shit." Like, <laughs> like, and it's cool. It is. It is. It's, it's you know, it's cool. Um, but yeah. So I mean, even like starting simple, like baking bread, mm-hmm. like so, like little things like that are just really, really cool. Instead of just going out and fucking buying bread, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to recommend that. Uh, Zach, what are we doing next? All right. Uh, we are going to be doing good movies with bad endings. Ah, mm, mm. Mm. ah, ah. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta, gotta get a little <laughs> sprinkle in there. Like, what, what could this be? All right, cool. Uh, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, I didn't think we had secrets. <laughs>